This is Andy Burrows of the DC Tweet Team Podcast, and this is Being a Fan. Welcome everybody to the DC Tweet Team podcast and this is this week's Being a Fan. But today we are not just talking to one fan. I have a fan and a media guru from the DC area. I have Maddie Jane from the HT We Are podcast. Maddie, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Andy. Thanks again for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Always a pleasure to talk football with you. And uh, Karita Parks from uh, Double Take Sports, how are you? I'm doing great. Excited to be back. Always a pleasure to have you ladies on the uh, podcast and even better to have you on our little sister show called Being a Fan. So, uh, Maddie, I am going to start with you, my friend. Obviously, I've spoke to about you about games and um, stuff that's gone on this season. And you are one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever spoke to about football. But, <laughs> Maddie, what, I, what I'm interested to know is how did it all start for you? Were you brought up with the uh, Washington football team or as they used to be known the Washington Redskins has it always been in your family and in your blood yes it, it definitely has so both of my parents from you know were raised Washington football fans and so there was pretty much no doubt I know some like kids um, if their parents are fans of a certain team, they want to go opposite. So, like, they'll pick, like, maybe the Cowboys or something like that to be different. But I was like, you know, I was raised in Burgundy and Gold from literally a baby. So I still have baby clothes with my little, you know, uh, Washington uh, logo on it. So I've definitely always been a fan of the team. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I love this team so much. And, and it's great to, you know, be involved where both of my parents, like, it's a family thing. It really is. And that. Uh, makes it even sweeter just to be able to root with my family through the good, the bad, uh, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how uh, how was it growing up in your household? Obviously, with both your parents being big Washington Redskins fans, you must have some uh, fond memories as a child. So it's literally been been with you since birth. Yeah, definitely so, definitely so. Um, my dad is definitely a very spirited fan, but um, he it's funny because he is um, he's been through you know as long as he's been a fan, he's seen the good times. So he gets even more frustrated than maybe I do and we're not doing as well because he's like, I remember when this team was in Super Bowls and I'm like, well, I don't. So this is what I know. But, um, you know, it, it is it's really fun. You know, my mom, she doesn't really know as much about football. She's kind of just like a fan because of the family and like she was raised that way. So she'll be in there kind of like when you're watching a movie with someone and they ask a million questions during the movie. That's kind of <laughs> how my mom is during a game. And my dad and I just kind of look at each other and we, you know, humor and answer all our questions, but it's still fun. And again, like I said, it's family. So it's, it's always a good time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've spoke to some, I'm the same. I've, I've, obviously I've watched the Super Bowl games, but obviously I was 12 years old when we were in our last Super Bowl. So I'm a bit like you, Maddie. I've, I only know the bad times. So it is good to speak to someone like your dad. It must be good just to sit down and chat to him about the, uh, about the good old days. He would be a good guest for the, being a fan. Yeah, definitely. He definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Karita, moving on to you, uh, my friend. Obviously, uh, from the media side of it, obviously we speak to you, we we see you on Twitter and Facebook yeah. and on our, t- and our TVs over there uh, covering the team. But how did your media journey start? Uh, how did you get involved in the NFL? Yeah, it's very interesting how my media journey started. So my background is actually in PR, public relations, to be exact. And I have my own company, it's called Parks PR, and I was actually working with a client who had an online sports blog. And I was strictly doing PR, but I had an opportunity to work on some events with this particular client in Phoenix for the Super Bowl that particular year. So that was a couple years ago. And that was like my first exposure to such a big event. And I also had an opportunity to follow the reporters around and they went to like several media availabilities. And I was like, you know, this is kind of cool. And I'm already a writer because of my PR background. I do sports PR. Like that's what I was pursuing. So I was just like, maybe there's an opportunity here for me to transfer over some of my skill sets to the reporting side. And I talked to the owner of the site and she was down for it. And At that time, the PR kind of went away, so it worked out. And from that point on, my media career kind of rose to the top. I my first assignment with her was actually the NFL draft. And from there, I just kept going and kept pushing. So here I am now (laughs) covering the Washington football team. That's amazing. How um, someone asked me this the other day, actually, and I, I knew I was going to be speaking to you today. How has obviously the world of media changed from when you started to now? Because like you've got the likes of myself and Maddie. Uh, Maddie hosts mm-hmm. a great podcast over at the HTWR. Obviously, we've got the DC Tweet Team podcast. How do you think that like things like podcasts are now are, are coming more involved within not the media side of it as much, but how do you think that that kind of thing has is crossing over more to what you guys do as well? And how does it affect the role that you guys have in within the media? Yeah, I think that definitely over the years, there's been two things that have increased. Like you said, podcasting, because everyone has everyone can create a podcast. So if you have a passion for a team, if you have a passion for uh, interviewing and such, you can start a podcast. So that has definitely increased over the years. And also social media. Now, social media has always been used, but I feel like the way people use social media has changed. I think at first it was used to, you know, more so connect with friends or connect with businesses, so to speak. But now you see a lot of people pushing out their own content. So those are two areas I would say have evolved since I've started. Now, as far as how it affects us in media, you know, honestly, from my perspective, I think it strengthens us as media. I mean, look at this. I am joining you on your podcast. And it also gives you more access to what's going on on the inside. So I think that it can work hand in hand, honestly. Yeah, I mean, every media guest I've had on, whether it's like people like yourself or people even from the team, I've spoke to, you know, I've spoke to Kelsey Nicole, I spoke to Judy Donaldson, mm-hmm. I spoke to people from the Washington Post. They all seem to appreciate the work that uh, that podcasters do. I mean, they seem to they seem to enjoy coming on these shows, if that makes sense when you say. I would definitely say that. And it helps us not be so one dimensional 
Because when you join a show with fans or other content creators, they ask you some questions that maybe uh, just strictly reporters would not ask. So I think it gives a different perspective and it's much appreciated as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, Maddie, how have you found, obviously, you're such a big Washington fan. How have you found, like, starting up the HTWR podcast with Freddie? How have you found, uh, like, dealing with the media? And do you feel that, like, you, you give fans a voice now sort of thing? Yeah, that's definitely, you know, what we wanted to do from the from the get-go. Because, you know, obviously, I, I uh, don't have any credentials as far as doing any type of thing um, like reporting or anything like that. I totally respect all the reporters out there. I think that's amazing. I love listening to them. I, you know, check them all out. I think it's great. But, you know, I was just, you know, it, my perspective was, you know, I'm a fan. Um, like Karita said, I had a, a passion for it and I love to talk about it. I love to, you know, just be, I was just so enveloped in the Washington football culture that I just wanted to have a place to just get all of this information out that I was just keeping up there. And then that's why, you know, I, I started the podcast and that's why Freddie wanted to as well. Cause we're just fans that just want to talk about it with other fans. And, you know, if, you know, we can have other reporters, you know, what, whatever that may be, but, you know, at its root, it was just, you know, we're just a couple of fans. We're not going to be able to give you the great insight, all of that things that reporters may give you and stuff, but we're just going to talk about the game because we love to do it. And whether people want to listen to that or not, that's okay. But at least, you know, it just gives us a chance to talk about the team that we love. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Kari, I know we can't go into delve too much into your fandom of the uh, of what your NFL teams, but <laughs> how what was it? What how was it like for you growing up uh, following the sport? Did you have a favorite team that you picked, or was it something that you sat down with your family and watched? Is it just like something that's been in, ingrained in you since a young age, or did you find it later on in life? No, I actually did find it at a young age. So competitively, I used to run track and field. And that is actually the sport in my that runs through my family. So I come from a family of track and field runners. So sports was always there. But then on top of that, my mom, she was a huge sports fan. She was always watching everything from football, basketball, tennis, almost everything, you name it, she watched it. So I grew up in a household where that was around me. My mother, she's actually from Washington State, so I watched a lot of Seattle Seahawks football. Also, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, and Jacksonville didn't have a football team for years. And then we finally got the Jaguars, which was an expansion team, so I grew up watching them. And eventually I moved here to D.C. in 2011. And that's when I was able to see more Redskins. Uh, sorry, Washington football team game. That's okay. uh, there you go. It's usually, it's usually me that sticks up first. I still do that. It's, it's, I'll have it down packed next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny you should mention the Jaguars there, Korea. Just really quickly, uh, they could become the London Jags in the next three or four years. What do you think about that? Oh, Maybe boy. moving over to the UK. That's what people say, but I would be heartbroken. No offense to the UK, but <laughs> obviously that's my hometown team. So that would really break my heart if they did that, uh, especially because Jacksonville doesn't have a lot of sports the nfl is really what it is we don't have an nba team we have a minor league baseball team so that's really where it's at for us so if they took that away man it would be rough <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not. There is big talk of it because obviously they play three or four games sometimes over here. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. before COVID, they they play at Wembley Stadium, and my team, Tottenham Hotspurs, they play at their ground. But there's big, big talk over here now, and within like the NFL, that if we did get a franchise over here, it, they would be called the London Jaguars. So yeah, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I hope they don't take your team. I hate when teams yeah. move because yeah. I always feel like you know when teams have gone. So what do you girls think about that? Just briefly, because a lot of people have asked me that about American sports. And Maddie, obviously, I'll come to you first. Um, how do you feel when teams move? I mean, how would you feel? Obviously, you've mentioned your mum, your dad, you, you do a podcast. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if the Washington football team just up sticks? And yeah, moves? I would be, um, you know, unless they move just to Virginia, where I am. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> I'm fine with Or London. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that would be like, I, I know, you know, the fan that I am and that my, like, my family is, like you said, if our team was just to up and move like some teams do, I really would. I would be devastated. I mean, this is a team you grow up on and, you know, you watch from – there's so many me- memories connected to it. And like we've talked about, like anytime I've talked to Andy, like this is so much more than football as well, just the games. Like it becomes family. It becomes, you know, something that can be really important in your life. So, like, if we were to just up and move, it would be like a best friend moving away and, and you know, moving elsewhere. And it would just be weird. Like, do you keep rooting for that team? Like, you know, those kind of questions. It it would definitely be a tough thing, and whenever I see it happen to other teams, I always feel for them because um, I just can't imagine. I don't know what I would do in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, Korea, you might have to educate me here a little bit. I mean, I follow a, quite a lot of basketball, but it always seems to be NFL teams that move around a lot more than basketball. Why is that? That is true, and you know, I don't actually. That's a very good question, Andy. I don't know off the top of my head why NFL teams seem to move more than NBA teams, but you're, you're right. It's um, like the Houston Oilers, they moved and now became the Tennessee Titans. And then there was a, you know, what the Las Vegas Raiders used to be the Oakland Raiders. I mean, that's tough. I think that's tough on any fan, especially when that, if that team has been around in that particular city for a long time, like Maddie said, if Washington were to move, like that would be heartbreaking because you grew up with that team. And like I like when you we were talking about the Jaguars earlier moving to London, <clears throat> I don't live in Jacksonville anymore, but I was there when they became when they came about, when they were an expansion team. So I think for any fan, that is just a tough thing to deal with. And while I have to keep my fandom a little under control when it comes to Washington, I've been here since 2011. So that's the team I've been seeing since moving here. And then now that I cover them, you want to see those guys win. You still build a connection with the team. So it would even be sad to see that too. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I've always wondered that. You know what I mean? I just wonder how I've never actually met like, a fan that's had their team move. It would be interesting to see if like they still supported them or, you know, just carried on if they moved like to LA, like you say. Do they carry on supporting them? Yeah, it'd be very weird for me if Washington weren't like in Washington anymore. I'd, unless they come to London, of course. I'd be in trouble, but, yeah. Um Maddie, talking about your fandom, um, obviously growing up, uh, do, who's your who's your favorite all time Washington? Fan? Favorite all time has to be uh, Santana Moss because um, I just when I was like a kid at like recess, I would play with all the guys. I'd be playing football and I would want to play water. I would want to catch the ball. I want to be a wide receiver. So like in that time was around the time like once we started playing and stuff, I was like, man, I want to I want to make sure I'm like watching on Sundays too. Like I would really get into watching and like seeing the players and you know for what they were. And Santana Moss was just joining the team so of course 
I mean, he was just dominant. He was so great. So um, he was the one. You know, there's guys like Sean Taylor, too, that it's like you can, you know, most fans, that's going to be in your top, you know, three, you know, if, if you're a fan of the team because Sean Taylor was just so great and his story is so tragic. But definitely Santana, just because that he's kind of the guy that like made me like really come back every Sunday and want to watch more and more and see what he would do, um, which was a big thing. Yeah, I mean, Korea, same kind of question to you. Who's influenced you in your career? Obviously, whether it be sport or media, is there someone that you've really looked up to and been drawn to that, you know, you're like, I want to be like that person or they, they inspire you to do what you do? Yeah, you know, I like the journalists that came out, you know, sports journalists, I should say, that came out in the beginning, like your Pam Oliver, um, Lisa Salters on ESPN, um, I like those, I call it more of the old school journalism just because things have changed quite a bit from my opinion when it comes to women um, in sports. Because if you look at these shows, you see women are there kind of, you know, sometimes as a token and you can tell. And so I don't really like that. So therefore, I... Like I said, I like like the Pam Olivers and Lisa Salters of the world. Those are some women I really do look up to. I like um, yeah. you know Jamel Hill, Carrie Champion as well because they're doing some more some really innovative things. I believe in sports. Yeah, you touched on it there, and when I ch- I chatted to um Kelsey about this when she was on the show, and uh, Maddie, I might ask you the same question as well. You you know you're hosting a podcast. How do you feel that you get perceived as a woman? coming into a male-dominated uh, sport, Katrina, especially when you started out in journalism. Was there any was there any walls put up to try and stop you doing what you wanted to do? Obviously, I, I see the work you do. I know, you're, I know you're brilliant at it, but have you always been received well being a woman covering the uh, NFL? So far, I have been received well. And, I, you know, it's, it's 50-50. It depends on, you know, what, what team you're working for, what environment that you're in. But I do believe in some situations you just as women we have to somewhat work that much harder so I always have to make sure that I maintain a certain level of professionalism like you want them to you want the athletes to be comfortable so you don't want to come off mm-hmm. rigid but at the same time you want to show that there that you have a boundary so so far, I've been received well. I know other people who have had issues, but thankfully, mm-hmm. that hasn't been my story, and I hope that continues to be the case. Yeah, I mean, if you like, well, you're a woman, you've got to see your work to know that you know what you're talking about. And I don't care, man, woman, child, anyone, anyway, if you know what you're talking about, people are. People are going to listen. And I mean, I enjoy listening to your work. So, yeah, I don't think anything should be seen as male or female. Maddie, how have you found it? Obviously, like you were growing up in the school playground. You grew up in football. You now do a podcast. How have you found found it? Because you're like one of the most knowledgeable football people <laughs> I know. So how have you how, how have you found it? Like you probably put some of the boys to shame when you start talking well, football. Well, yeah. Them. So like in um, it's pretty interesting because one of the uh, first experiences I had where like as far as media is concerned, um, it was actually like funny enough it was a 
I was I had been on Twitter and I saw that people would tweet about Washington. So I was like, oh, I want to tweet about Washington. I love this team. And I didn't realize that like people would use Twitter for that. So and I had never done it before. So I just sent out a tweet because it was um, we were playing Dallas at the time. So it was a night we were playing Dallas. I was like, oh, big game. Like, let me tweet out something. So I, tw- I don't even I don't remember at all what I tweeted out. But the uh, first response I got was from this guy that um, I had known in high school, something like that. And and he was trying to, like, catch me off guard. So what he did, he was like, yeah, I loved when this guy did that. And he was naming, like, actors. So, like, nobody that played football, he was trying to catch me off thinking I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're great, thinking I didn't know what I was talking about. And so, like, obviously, Mm. like, in that moment, I tried – I put him in his place because, like, no, I know what – like, I watch this just because this is – like, I know what I'm talking about. So that was my first ever experience with trying to, like, put something out. And honestly, it was a while before I did anything else just because I'm like, man, if that's, like, the response that I'm going to get, like, what's the point? Like, people just aren't going to think I know what I'm talking about. But thankfully, um, I got past that. And since then, honestly, there hasn't been much. I mean, I will say the Washington community, like, you know – that everybody like really I do think that there is a level of respect for the most part like they're going to give you a chance they're going to hear you out and they're going to listen to you and um you know like like you said like I I know like I know football I don't know all the ins and outs x's and o's but I know my team and I know you know I know enough about football where you know like I'll be able to have a conversation with somebody and 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 you know talk about the game. So um, honestly, since that initial point, there hasn't been too much. There's things here and there, of course. You know, there are people like, especially there'll be men that think that you know I'm like I only like the team because of the colors or whatever, like just different different like things. <laughs> but you know, usually, like you said, you can dispel that pretty quickly once you just start you know talking about spitting out some facts about the team. So it's been a pretty positive experience so far. Yeah, I'm. I'm. When I come over next year, Maddie, when I start talking to football with you, I'm. I'm scared. You know? I mean, you're gonna. You wipe, you wipe the floor with me, but your, your knowledge is amazing. I, I can, like I say, when I listen to your podcast, I can listen to you guys talk all day. Um, Karita, obviously, I asked Maddie her um, favorite players of all time. What would I ask you from the media side of it? Is there one interview that you've done that has literally blown your mind, and you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm interviewing this person, or I'm doing something with this team. Is there one thing that stands out for you that you're super proud of? Yes, I actually had an opportunity to interview uh, Jamel Hill, and at the time. She was coming off of the whole ESPN situation. But for me, I think you heard me mention her earlier. Like, I was really excited to get that interview. And it ended up being an almost eight-minute interview, which is a long time when it comes to being at an event and being able to actually do a one-on-one. You don't always get that much time. So I had the opportunity to do that. So she, I would say she was she's on the top of my list. I've also had a chance to interview John Wall, who, you know, is huge on the basketball side here in D.C. So that was definitely really, really cool. Is he staying in D.C.? <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a Wizards fan, but I've heard a lot of thought this. I'm a Boston Celtics fan, so sorry, everyone. But is he staying in D.C.? Do you they, think? We talked to Tommy Shepard yesterday, who's the general manager of the team. And he said that there was no trade request and that there are no plans to trade John Wall. So the word is right now that he's staying in D.C. Funny thing is he has a community event this afternoon. And I'm very sure that question is going to come up. So I will be interested to see what his answer is. 
<laughs> there you go, all you basketball uh, fans out there. People get their, people get angry with me when they when I tell them I'm not a Wizards fan. But yeah, sorry about that. Um, ladies, last question for me. I, I've started asking this to a few guests that come on. Maddie, I'll start with you. Maddie, you can choose three people, alive or dead, from uh, this NFL world. It doesn't have to be Washington. To uh, just sit around the table with and have a meal and chew the fat, have a drink. Who would the three people be wow, that you invite? Um, I would say number one off the bat, Joe Gibbs, um, because he, while mm-hmm. he is such a legend um, in Washington football, even he, when he came back, you know, in his second, um, his second stint as the, you know, as the coach, he meant something to like fans at my age as well. So um, definitely Joe Gibbs would be one. Um, let's see, uh, probably. Uh, This is, you know, this is going to be, Santana would be another one for sure. I know they're all Washington related, but these are just, this is my favorite team in the world. So I just have to, you know, I have to go with what I love. (laughs) Um, And the third would probably actually be um, a new one. And that would be Terry because I am, that is my current obsession, Terry McLaurin. So I'm going to go with, you know, a couple receivers and one of the greatest head coaches of all time. Great choices, great choices. Uh, Karita, who's uh, who's coming around your dinner table to have some drinks and a meal with you? Alive or dead? Could be anyone. Doesn't have to be Washington related. Who who would you like to just sit around if you get the chance to talk to them? Who you know, I'm going to start with Sean Taylor. Obviously, he's no longer with us, but you know, at the time of his passing, like he was on the brink of greatness, and. I just think that if the opportunity was there, he would have some stories to tell. So I would say him. I'm going to also go with Russell Wilson because he's just, to me, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, I know we talk, people talk a lot about Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's warranted. Those guys are awesome. But I think sometimes Russell Wilson can fly under the radar. So definitely would love to have a conversation with him. Plus, he just seems like a really cool person. And then I would also say Richard Sherman because he is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an interesting dinner. So we have to have some lightness in the room. So I definitely think he would provide it. Wow, we are now joined by Maurice Hawkins. <laughs> Hello, Maurice. Thank you for jumping on the uh, hey, podcast. How are you, right. my friend? What's going on, everybody? Hello, uh, Maurice. I've been uh, I've been chewing the fat with Karita and uh, Maddie about the the journalism journey that uh, Karita's had and Maddie's fandom. Have you got anything that you'd like oh, to ask wow. the girls while we're uh, here? Well, I think that I'm just flying on the spot. <laughs> um, I guess my question would be for a start off with Maddie is that, you know, when did she realize she was a fan of this team? Yeah. So um, I, you know, that's a good question because honestly um, I was raised on the team. So it's like, I always, you know, that was just always kind of a part of who I was like being a Washington fan. But really when I realized for myself, um, I kind of touched on a little bit, but around the time when like Santana Moss came into play, guys like that is when I really started watching um, 
definitely started becoming more of a fan. But I would say the biggest moment, turning point for me with this team would have been probably when I found Twitter and I found this community because that just took it to a completely whole new level where I had not just like my family, my parents, stuff, but I had like friends now, my age, things like that, that I could talk to all the time, 24-7 about this team. And so I think that was really the point where it was like, okay, I am like, I am all about this. I just want to talk about this, watch this all the time. So it's kind of went in levels, uh, but that's kind of how the process happened. Wow. So, yeah, it's brilliant. One question, actually, guys, Maurice, I'm going to ask you as well, but Karita, I'll come to you first, obviously being in the media. I've asked a few guests this over like the months that I've been able to do this podcast. Why do you think the perception of the Washington football team in the national media is not as good as it is locally? Well, because of some of the stories that come out of Washington, they get blown up nationally. You know, in the offseason, there was the whole uh, sexual harassment story. Then there was the whole logo controversy. And honestly, I think on a national level, there's a lot of people who had more issue with the name and the logo than obviously the locals. And I And I think sometimes a lot of negative perception nationally stemmed from that one issue. So almost anything that Washington did was a problem. And then sometimes you have stories about the owner. I think every what's different is this team makes more national news, I think, than some other teams, obviously, who, you know, are just maybe in smaller markets. So people hear more of the negative stories then I think you typically hear of some other teams that are in smaller markets. Yeah, I mean, uh, Maddie, um, how did you adjust from going from the Washington Redskins to the Washington It was um, definitely an adjustment. Honestly, it is an interesting thing because I had, obviously, like most fans do, like most of my wardrobe consisted of the burgundy and gold, right? And so, like, at first, you know, mm-hmm. I was kind of hesitant to wear my old gear because while I never, like, I understood and I never want to put, like, anybody else in an uncomfortable position where it's like they see the name as, you know, racist or however that and like again I you know I don't know I'm not from that descent I don't know how that affects people and I would never want to come off like I am trying to um be that way so it was like I was like oh man I don't think I should like wear any of my gear anymore and I kind of had this like you know I was kind of like what do I do you know and and so it definitely like makes you think but the adjustment um I like I said I'm totally like being able to know that like now the the team that I'm a fan of it's not going to hurt anybody it's not going to offend anybody I am definitely cool with that I'm happy that that is a thing now uh, but it definitely was an adjustment because that's just the name that I've always known and I just um you know it's it's hard sometimes to think that that's not the name anymore but again I'm definitely all down for the adjustment and the change and hopefully it brings a fresh start in more ways than one for this franchise yeah, I mean, Maurice, Maddie mentioned their adjustment and um, and change. Obviously, it's come out in the last few weeks or week or so that we could be called the Washington Football Team or Washington Football Club. Period. That's it. That's what we're going to be called going forward. It How does that sit, sit well with you, my friend? <laughs> I just, I, 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 I think yeah, that I thought it might you not. know, <laughs> you know, number one, like this whole process as far as going from the Redskins to the Washington Football Team has been disjointed from the very beginning. You know, it was a haphazard process. It wasn't like it was an announcement, hey, we're going to make this change. We're going to have this process. It's Everything has been haphazard. And then I think 
to say that we're going to be the Washington football team. Like we would be like an outlier to the other 31 teams in the league to have a team name. Like I understand, you know, nobody that I can think of was a bigger Redskins fan than I was and did not want them to change the team name, but they changed the team name to the Washington football team. It's a transitional thing. And I don't think that's sustainable. Like there's no identity with the Washington football team. You know, we need a name. And, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of smart people out there. There's a lot of smart fans out there. There's a lot of people who make millions of dollars in developing a marketing plan. They need to come up with a new team name and a new team identity for fans to rally behind. Because I'll be honest with you, like just being called the football team, it sucks. You know, I mean, it's, it it sucks. I mean, you know, do I, I tolerate it. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot has been asked of the fans this year that to endure to support this team. I mean, we've just been taking it on the chin all year long. And I think that the, the, the team, they need to do a rebrand. Like other teams have done rebrands. I mean, you had the Houston Oilers and they became the uh, Tennessee Oilers and they became the Tennessee Titans. Um, so it has been done before. It could be done again. Uh, you, we had it even in D.C. when we were the Washington Bullets and now the Washington Wizards. So that's an excuse. Uh, we just need to, you know, do the work and be, and get a new team name. Yeah, Korea, just finishing up with you, my friend. Were you uh, within the media, with your media hat on now, were you actually shocked that they did change the name in the end? Because obviously it's been muted for years that we should change from Redskins to something else. What was the buzz amongst the media when it did get changed? I think it was a little uh, mixed. It was probably surprising because that has been a pressure point for years. So for it finally to actually happen, I believe it was a surprise. But then also you had people who understood the reasoning behind it. So I think it was a little, um, I think, shocking at first only because like I said, for years that has been an issue and it just hasn't changed. And the owner actually said he would never change it. So it was like, oh, whoa, like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, like, the fans, everyone's just gotten used to it at this point. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, yeah, we'll, I'll go with what, you know, whatever. I'm, like, it's a bit different for me because I'm kind of used to football club and football team being from the UK. But also, I'm a bit like what Maddie said earlier. I'm going to, I'll support the team no matter what. It would be nice if we had a cool, catchy name. But, you know, the same players are going to run on the field at FedEx. They're going to be in the Burgundy and Gold, hopefully. So, uh, hopefully, we'll, um, we'll still just get to cheer as always. But, ladies and uh, Maurice, I've been, um, I've enjoyed, uh, this special episode of being a fan. Uh, Maddie, where can we find you and what's going on? Yeah. So on Twitter, um, I am at OKMaddieJane, if you want to follow my personal Twitter account. Also, like you said, my podcast is at HTWeAre, um, and we put out new video or new podcasts every week post-game, you know, probably usually Mondays or Tuesdays. So you can find us there, and um, if you want to hear me talk football anymore, then that's where you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I highly recommend the HDBR podcast. It is one of my it's one of my favorite ones to listen to uh, over here in the UK. Curry, where can we find you? What are you up to in the next coming uh, yes, weeks? Yes, so and you days? can find me on all social media platforms. My personal page is at 
Carita C Parts and Carita is spelled C-A-R-I-T-A. So at Carita C Parts. And I post all of my work. So that's a really good place to see everything that I'm doing. And also my personal sports platform, Double Take Sports at DBL Take Sports on all platforms. Be sure to follow that as well. As far as the next couple of weeks, I'll be continuing with the Washington football team coverage for the three-point conversion. And also Washington Wizards season is fastly approaching because of the whole NBA restart and COVID-19. The season actually starts in December. So I'll be jumping on that too. Yeah, that sounds uh, fantastic. Maurice, uh, where can we find the DC Tweet team and anything coming up with us uh, uh, that right you want to mention? Supporting this amazing podcast that you've been leading. And then, of course, um, fans can follow the DC Tweet team on Twitter at DC Tweet Team 1932. On, and you can follow me personally at Hog Diesel 1906 on Twitter. And then, of course, if you want to join our DC Tweet Team Facebook group, just hit us up on Facebook so we can bring you to that as well. A lot of good discussions going on on all those different platforms. Yeah, I can personally say that the, you know the DC Tweet Team it's a it's a it's a great group. And Maurice, we're gonna we me and you need to get planning, my friend. We've set up that WhatsApp group for the for the trip over next season. There's already about 15, 16 bricks that are coming to invade your country. Uh, we know it didn't go well last time we tried to invade, but this one will be a bit more simple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're heading over uh, next year. So hopefully, I get to hang out with you all. We all get to go to a get to a game together. But guys and girls, thank you so much for jumping on, being a fan. Uh, I am your host, Andy Burrows. This has been the DC Tweet Team podcast. Till next time, everybody. Goodbye.